Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teens Age podcast where we talk about our opinions and interests. This is episode 24, where we discuss the ethics and psychology of The Truman Show. Alrighty, so we just watched The Truman Show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You've watched this before, right? I'm assuming. (laughs) Yeah, I, I have watched this before. Okay. Do you have any thoughts, first impressions? Um, well, I definitely was not... I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I hadn't looked up anything about the movie, so, like, I was watching it, and I kept waiting for something to happen. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, is this some, like, detective movie? Because there seems to be people following other people around. (laughs) And then you, you realize that they're cameras and that they're following him. So it was definitely really weird to go into it with no idea what was going on whatsoever. Right. I think like most movies I go into, I read like a summary or watch a trailer, which gives away at least part of the plot. Right. Yeah. yeah. So going into a movie, not knowing anything about the plot is a little weird. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> you have succeeded. I don't hate it. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, my gosh. Progress. <laughs> you know, that's what I was aiming for, is you not hating it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you want to be able to rope me into doing more. <laughs> I do want to be able to rope you into doing more, but this specific thing I thought would be interesting because of our philosophy he talks about. Yes, I like when we paused in the middle. I had like interesting topics that it kind of discussed, and I wrote them down. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it! Yes, (laughs) I feel like it kind of touched on the question of like how much control should others have over your own life? Mm -hmm. Because we were talking about this in a class the other day. It was like how much influence should people have over your life, and how much control should people have over your life? And this obviously took it to an extreme, like. You know, nobody should be trapped in a bubble and have their lives basically controlled and watched constantly. But I think it's like, you know, it it portrays an interesting uh, setup there. Like, how much control should people have over your lives and how much is right to have over other people's lives? Right. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting concept, like, uh, in terms of privacy and, like, you know, how much should be shared. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's wondering why the audio quality is not as great during this episode, it's because neither <laughs> of us have our mics plugged in. Uh, we were too enthused about watching things. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I thought that was a very interesting take on the concept of like how much control should you have over people's lives and also the concept of like um you know we all like to think that we would not prioritize our own like money health well-being like we like to think that we wouldn't like 
you know, if we were living a comfortable life, we would help others instead of hurting others to make our lives even better. Yeah, for sure. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I definitely had issues with <laughs> the whole, oh, he can leave whatever he wants, but make it as difficult as possible for him to leave. <laughs> yeah. What What do you think of his character? Like, not Truman, but the the guy who runs the show. Runs the show. I, I think his job is pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In all honesty. <laughs> I mean, to watch somebody 24-7, to trap them in something, and then to be willing to potentially kill them in order to keep them, like, to keep yourself getting money and to keep this whole thing going on. Right. It, it, I don't know. What did you think about him? I, I thought he was, yeah, successfully creepy. Um, I think he thought of himself as, like, a really benevolent person. Um. Which is always what freaks me out about villains, is, like, when they think they're being the good guys. Yeah, um, yeah, that was really... Yeah, because he really thought he wasn't doing anything wrong, and he thought, like, he was kind of a parent to Truman, and really, you know... It reminded me a lot of um, Tangled, weirdly uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, a Mother Gothel kind of situation of, like... And trapping people... Yeah. <laughs> and believing, like, the only way to protect you or keep you safe is, like, to keep you trapped. And kind of... Yeah. And it was always the love interest that saved them in both of them. Oh my god, it was. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is, like, such a tangled ripoff. <laughs> Which came first, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when Truman was put out there. Well, one was tangled. I don't know when tangled was either. Oh, uh, okay, so Truman was 1998, which is definitely before Tangled, but I don't remember exactly when it was. So we know what Tangled was based off of. 2010, 2010. So yes, Tangled was based off of this. Totally a ripoff. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how they managed to do that. And like, you know, trapping people to keep them safe and not letting them out. Yeah. And... Then, like, the love interest being the reason they leave. Well, and here's my thing, though, is that I don't think it's entirely her. Like, I think that he would have figured it out anyway because of, like, the dad, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, a ton of other things. Like, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I also didn't, like, so... I guess we have that many cameras, but they, they used the people to attempt to find him. And they weren't using the cameras they have. Yeah. And I'm like, you have, what, like, millions of little cameras all around? Like, it takes, what, ten seconds to glance at a screen? Maybe five, even. Five seconds to glance at a screen, figure out if he's in it or not? It's like those identification things where you have to prove you're not a robot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't take any time at all to, like, look through those things. He can't be that skilled. At hiding. <laughs> it's true. How he managed to get out, though, that breaks my brain. But I think it's interesting that he found out where all the cameras were. Like, he just, Yeah, like, I don't know how you would figure that out, because his cameras were, like, screws and mirrors. <laughs> like, yeah, the camera in his pencil sharpener? Oh, my gosh. Um, 
Weird. Yeah. It's going to make me paranoid. I'm going to, like, start looking at cameras. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the things, though, is, like, you know, um, I wanted to have your thoughts on his epithet about, like, um, we accept the world that we are given. Like, I feel like if you had a bunch of cameras on you, like, you wouldn't even know, right? Yeah, you probably wouldn't. And it's it's weird to think about because we like to think that we're like we live private lives and nobody knows everything that we do. But I mean, in reality, you probably wouldn't know if everybody put a bunch of cameras on you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like I don't, I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It like the things that give me a complex of like, you know, maybe I could be in this world. Like, you don't know that you're not in a giant bubble thing <laughs> being controlled by somebody else. Yeah, I mean, Earth could be a giant bubble thing. Like, there's exactly. a play thing for else, <laughs> for exactly. all we know. Yeah. The world I mean, like, is you know how we keep fish in, like, tanks? Yeah. And we control their lives and their surroundings? Like, yeah. what if we're just pets? There's some, like, <laughs> bigger being... <laughs> Giants, like giants, are way bigger than we think, and we're just their pets. (laughs) We just can't conceptualize how big giants are. Yeah, our marble theory is true. It's a very weird concept, though. Like, (laughs) what if our lives are being watched by everything? Yeah, and it's easy too because, like, we've we've put cameras into everything. Like, not to go all conspiracy theory, but like, we have accessible cameras. Like, somebody could easily be like, make life. <laughs> I make jokes about my friends' lives being like, could be in a rom com kind of situation, but like, it really could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just right now, I have four cameras that are like pointed at me or near me. Yeah, no, I same here. Yeah. <laughs> I have my phone, my iPad, my external camera, and my computer camera. Yeah. No, exactly. It's like, just in that. And then the other side of the room, my mom has her monitor. Like, that's like five cameras. Switch to camera B. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How do they, what I want to know is they, like, say switch to camera B, but, like, there's a million cameras. Do they have, like... <laughs> What do they use so they know what camera to switch to? Maybe in every room, like, there's a camera's, like, alphabetical camera situation. Mm. And, like, each room has a number. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, maybe, yeah. I could see it happening. I could see it. Yeah? What do you think about the um, ethics around the actors and, like, the extras and the crew and everything? Um, like the actor, okay, and the ethics. I mean, obviously they think it's right, and we've seen through looking at Stanford Prison Experiment and Milgram's um, study that, like, people will bow down to authority. It's very rare that people don't, so I think that's shown a lot here is, like, you know, these people are being forced to do that like they're not necessarily being forced but they're forced to believe that this is the right thing to do right yeah um and so i mean they're obviously like brainwashed into thinking this is the right thing to do because the main 
person running it obviously thinks it's completely fine and there's nothing wrong with it. But we also see that, like, some people do realize that it's wrong. And, you know, even though they're getting paid and, like, they'll still realize that it's wrong. But some people just aren't willing to look past the money. Right. Well, like, there was that guy around the end that was, like, I'm not going to try and capsize his boat and kill him, right? Yeah. I think there's limits, but... Yeah, I mean, every person has their limits. It's like, you know, the, um... It reminded me of the Milgram experiment, actually. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they were like, cause some winds. And he was like, are you sure this is a good idea? And then he's like, yes, of course it is. And then the person controlling it does it. And then the commander says to do it again. And he's like, are you sure? Which is exactly what happened in the Milgram experiment. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, which for people who are listening, if we're putting this out, (laughs) we are. So people who are listening, the Milgram experiment is basically where a, um, there's a scientist, a, a random college student and a confederate, which is somebody who's in on the experiment, but the student does not know they are in the experiment. So the confederate is pretending to be shocked every time they fail this word pairing game and the shocks go up in increments of like 15 up until like theoretically you may die if you get that shock and it's marked as such on the machine and it's to see how people will bend to authority um and people will like turn to the experimenter or the scientist being like i don't like this i don't want to do this and he will say to continue and because he says to continue, they will continue. So I feel like, found it was very much like that because this person obviously who's controlling the other obviously didn't want to continue for fear of Truman's life. But you see that he does continue because the person running it tells him to and has authority over him. Right, yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but I was like, oh, this reminds me of the Milgram experiment. Oh, for sure, yeah. No, there's, like, a lot of little, like, intricacies of, like, psychology and philosophy in this. I really like it. Yeah. Um, even though it makes me, like, feel uncomfortable to an extent because of, like, all the privacy stuff and just, like, you know, what are the limits of that? hmm Yeah, I mean, I don't know how in, like... I don't even know how you would figure it out if cameras were watching you all the time. Like, there would have to be something would have to mess up. Yeah, for sure. Like, the the uh, light that falls from the sky in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the radio channel. Yeah. There's so many little mess-ups, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting... Like, I also don't like how they, like, programmed him to have... Okay, so this is another psychology thing. Yeah. You can condition people to have responses to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, because his father died while he was in water, he's conditioned to have a fear of water now. No, no, because, so, like, like they it's something that people fear. do to characters, though. Hmm? Like, you know, when you're writing a character, then you give them, like, past trauma so that they have a thing, right? Yeah. Like, it makes sense from, like, a writing standpoint of, like, not that I'm validating this, but, like, it's, like, (laughs) you know, like, I can understand 
if he's a television writer normally, like, I can understand going to, like, you know, how do you get this effect? But, like, it's it's really, it's messing with human psychology, you know? Like, controlling someone's environment enough to have them have a specific response that you want. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting how that they did that. Like, it, it's obviously there are ethical problems with that. Very many ethical problems. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, some of the experiments that they do this in, like, in real life, the experiments yeah. they did this in are some of the, like, worst ethical... Worst yeah. experiments that people yeah, have yeah. done. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, that reminded me, the conditioning reminded me of the little Albert experiment. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, yeah. 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 Just, like, conditioning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting how these things all connect and, like, yeah. <laughs> how they put them into shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder where people got this idea to create this. Like, did they just come up and think, you know, I wonder if... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, do people not feel creepy watching somebody's life streamed for hours on end? Like, that sounds, A, boring, and (laughs) B, like, I would feel awkward watching it. I mean, people watch live streams of, like, fish. Um, People watch live streams of zoos. I think fish and zoos, those are, like, those are animals, so I guess we don't find it as weird. But it's, like... It's like having someone with you. Like, the the thing where he says, like, we find that people watch him sleep at night, you know, right? And oh, I think no. it's, like, similar to, like, having somebody else there, kind of. Mm-hmm. And white noisy, you know? Yeah, what I did find weird was his reaction at the end. Like, you know, I feel like your reaction to figure out that your life, A, has been an entire lie, and B... Your life um, has been recorded constantly. Right. I feel like his reaction was a little toned down. I mean, maybe it's just because, like, nobody knows how anybody would react to this situation because, you know, it's so absurd. But, like, we can't replicate it. So we don't know how people would react. But, like, because it's unethical. It's like, very unethical. Don't try yeah. this at home, people. Do not <laughs> try it at home. Yeah. It's also the beginning of a million movies where, like, the ending is really not satisfying. Because, <laughs> like, it's really open-ended, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with open-ended things. Because, I've like, I've read so many books, and so many books are left open-ended. Right. Like, the book we just finished was, like, what, death crawls into bed and goes to sleep? Like, yeah. there were there were so many questions about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, we're not going to get into that because then we'll spoil our discussion for Thursday. But, <laughs> like, it's just, like, I guess it falls in line with things, but I don't know. I feel like the ending reaction either... You would have had a bigger reaction? Well, I'm not sure if I would have had a bigger reaction at that moment, but I think if that was going to be the reaction from that specific moment, I think you needed to go on a little further. Yeah. Because I think that can be the initial reaction, like, you know, the shock and stuff. 
you just kind of go back like you saw there was a very classic line that he said over and over and that was his personality definitely mm-hmm. but I think it would be weird for that to be the only reaction to that ending that he has sure yeah but I don't know would you have like changed it if you were like got to rewrite the ending would you have changed it uh, I don't know I mean I might have added more to it but I think that the the exact ending of like his his line was very nice um as someone who appreciates like a good callback <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think I definitely like his last line. Like, I do see the opportunity to delve into it more. I think of it like the film itself is more of a conversation starter than like a, you know, um, kind of a a moral lesson kind of thing. You know, like a lot of folk tales and things will have specific lessons that they want you to learn from it and that you're supposed to learn from it and I think this one is like kind of throwing out an idea and waiting for something to come back to an extent uh yeah, yeah. I don't know because like I feel like you would feel a complicated set of emotions to knowing like everyone knows you now <laughs> yeah right? You can't really have a normal life anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to go back into society and just, like, integrate yourself because everybody would know who you are. Because yeah. there's and entire business industries life. based off of your face. <laughs> Do you think that's, um, like, kind of a social commentary on how celebrities feel? Oh, very possibly. Like, just that you know, they walk into public and everybody seems to know them and everybody knows what they've been up to. Like, yeah, we know more about celebrities' lives than we do our own. And sometimes we know more about their lives than, you know, they do, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> yeah. No, so for sure. That. Yeah. No, I, I think also, it could definitely be that. Yeah. I also was wondering how much of um, this movie was based off of the fear of the government. Oh. And go- <laughs> Yeah, no, that's also very viable. Uh, I think a lot of things went into this, but I, I could look up yeah. some, inter- some interviews. But I think, yeah, I think that the fear of the government is very real. I think that there's, like, a lot to be said about kind of theology and, um, like, religion to an extent of, like, you know, <laughs> when he makes the, um, God, what was his name? The best friend, uh, who's Ginger, when he makes the comment about, like, um, big guy upstairs really has a pretty paintbrush, right? And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know he's, Truman thinks he's talking about God, but, like, it's just this dude, you know? Um, and that's interesting to think about, for sure. Yeah. That is very interesting. It Yeah, it's such a weird, like, you know... There's so many layers to the philosophy and yeah. the behind this. <laughs> yeah. If you think too hard, it's, like, really existential. <laughs> yeah. Very... Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. start think- overthinking this one. <laughs> overthink. Yeah. Yeah, it's very complex. I enjoy complex things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
complex things, moral, like philosophical, moral <laughs> things, philosophical things. Right. Like illogical things. I feel like some TV person out there kind of thought this was a good idea. You know, not not the Truman Show as a movie, but like the Truman Show as a show. Like, I'm sure somebody has been like, you know, what if we filmed a person's entire existence, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's privacy reasons with this. I wonder if anybody would like willingly do it, though. Willingly have their lives filmed? Yeah. I'm sure somebody would, but, like... Yeah, but, like, not from childhood, right? Like, you can't get permission from before yeah. you're <laughs> Right, yeah, so you can't really do this ethically, is the conclusion of this. <laughs> well, because you could get that from an older person, but that's just YouTube vlogging. And that is, <laughs> that you can do. And a lot of people have done that. <laughs> I think the, when he talks about, like, the the television milestones when they have that interview, that's, like, the part that gets to me most. As, like, he talks about, you know, he was he was born on TV and, like, he was like, he can die on TV. And I'm just like, whoa. That's intense, right? Yeah, like, they were willing, uh, it bugged me that they were just willing to kill him off. Yeah. Well, and obviously it was pretty much just the um, writer guy, the creator guy. Yeah. Because no, everyone else is like, no, stop. <laughs> I thought the different reactions were funny. Like, who was, like, sad that he survived and who and got out and who was happy. Yeah. And everyone, like, cheering. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that, like, as a format? What do you mean, like... Like, the um, cutting to other people's reactions to the show I thought was interesting. It kind of reminded me of uh, They Both Die at the End, because everything does, <laughs> where they, like, they mostly focus on the two main characters, but they sometimes, like, divert to some other people. Um, like, I remember somebody who was going to kill themselves uh, on top of a building and who looked down and saw the boys running through the street um, and, like... Uh, the person who was with the famous person who was going to die that day. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, interesting to have as kind of a world-building thing and to have as a established, like, you keep coming back to them. Because, like, you know some of the characters now that weren't, like, actually even part of the plot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it makes it interesting, especially with worlds complex as complex as this. Right. I think it helps you figure out what is going on and who's where and how things work in a short yeah. period of time. Like, you know, the characters on their own could have figured all of this out. And but I think, you know, it helps to see other people's reactions to this. Right. And I think it also tells a little bit more about what's right and wrong, because you could have told this whole story from the person running its perspective, too. And it yeah could have written it to seem completely fine and completely okay. Yeah. So I think it also helps to establish moral in, like, what is right, what is wrong. Yeah, for sure. What did you, uh, similar to that, what did you think of Sylvia? I 
thought... No, you weren't a big fan of the romance plot, but, like... <laughs> no, I thought it was an interesting way to do it. Um, especially because, I mean, she was willing to go against an entire system. Right. And I think that is, in itself, a very powerful statement. Like, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're the minority and there's all these people against you, still go against it. Yeah. If something's wrong. Um... And I think that in itself is probably a social commentary as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But I thought her character was definitely necessary. And I thought it was a very interesting character to have in there. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Would you have believed her? Uh, Like, as Truman? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he didn't necessarily believe her, believe her. But, like, eventually, like as he started realizing stuff on his own, he was like, okay, maybe she is right, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's... I think that, in large, I do tend to agree with, like, you accept the world as it's given to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, you know, that's really scary to think about, but, like, you know, I don't know if I would, but... I don't, I don't know. Because, like, it's the thing that um, we were talking uh, in class about with um, the people after the Stanford Prison Experiment who were just like, no, I would never do that same thing again, right? Like, I would never do that. Um, And, like, us thinking, no, I would never conform like that. But, like... You probably time would. And, Stats say yeah, you would. Like, time and time again, it's proven that people will. Right. We like to think we will, but, like, we will. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I definitely wouldn't have believed her, like, straight away. Like, yeah. in high school. Which is, like, <laughs> when that was supposed to be. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't have believed her at that time. Mm-hmm. Although high school is when you're supposed to start being rebellious and going outside the grain, you know? But, yeah. 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 And I thought it was interesting that, like, the creators were so worried about um, him leaving, and then when he left, everyone was, like, cheering. (laughs) (laughs) Except the person running it. Yeah, I know, right? It was just to please him and to conform to that authority, when in reality they really didn't care that much. Like, you know, they would rather him leave and not be kept in this. But they didn't want to, like, you know, get fired because they didn't agree. There's some, like, actual tech things that are, like, (laughs) I don't think you could do the, uh, the sky as it was. Yeah, or, like, the weather. Yeah, the weather. <laughs> like, was... the lightning just randomly striking a boat in the middle of the ocean. Like, mm-hmm, that's realistic. Oh, my gosh, the one panel of rain. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> that was great. <sighs> and he just happened to get up, and <laughs> the rain has to chase him. <laughs> I can see clearly now the rain is gone. (sighs) Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Did you actually enjoy it, though? I did, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My master plan has succeeded. Uh-oh. I think the reason I asked about the ethics of working for the people is because, like, Marlin, is that his name? Mar- Marlin? Mart? Mort? Yeah. Something with an M and an O and, like, an L <laughs> or a T, you know? Like, something like that. Um, the best friend dude, like, I kind of... He was very nice, and I wanted to like him, and then he was like, I'm not in on it because there's no it. And, like, I was just like, no. Yeah, because you have to lie. Yeah. It's just, like, an inherent part of the job. And, like, there's there's always talk about, like... I had a discussion... Uh, a couple years ago about like the ethics of lying uh, there was a classmate of mine who said like he um, he likes to get into taxis and lie about his like um, you know where he was going to school or something and like make a fake accent and try and like do an actory thing um, on the taxi driver and we were all like that's not great. That's not, like, ethically great. <laughs> um, and he was like, why? It's just acting. Like, you know, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm hurting the person, you know, actively or whatever. And um, we talked about, like, this kind of thing that happens within acting, like, this kind of confidentiality agreements. And I feel like everyone collectively when you step into a theater, like a movie theater, like an in-person theater, you have this understanding that what you're going to see is going to be fake, right? So, like, yeah. I think that's different than, like, t- like talking to someone unsuspecting, right? And I think this is very similar for me. It's, like, I felt like it's not acting, really, anymore. It's straight-up lying to his face, right? Yeah. Especially because he, he has absolutely no idea. Yeah, no. He was, like, he totally believed him, because they trusted each other, (laughs) and then he was just like, yeah. I mean, and this goes even further, because it is impacting the other person, and it is harming them. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's whack. (laughs) This is what makes trust issues, man. Hey folks, you're nearing the end of the podcast. This is a reminder that this month's book is The Snow Child by Eowyn Ivy. You know the drill, read along this month to know what we're talking about. You can contact us via email at theteensagepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at teens underscore aged. Thanks for listening in. This has been The Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.